Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hey y'all, <laughs> my name is Alicia Christine and I help women heal from the pain of their past, live confident lives and reignite their self-love so that they can never settle in life and love again. Um, and so I am a HR professional by day. I have a background in education and I'm a womanhood coach by night. And um, I have a degree in Christian education and I also have a a new brand new business where I am helping women create safe spaces for themselves is called Divine Womanhood. And it's basically a community for women to share their pain and heal from their emotional traumas, grow in faith and really their womanhood journey. And so I'm super excited about the work that I do and what I contribute to this world for women. Wow, that's really important work. And so I love that you mention, you know, not only the ways in which, you know, you are, I'm sure, killing it and, and working at a nine to five, but also have this entrepreneurial spirit to serve beyond, um, you know, the work day in, in these other areas. And so what led you, if anything, to doing um, doing the work on the side, the business that you created uh, recently? Yeah, thanks for asking that. I think that self-love is so important to possess because without having that self-love, we settle for relationships that are not right. Um, you know, partnerships and jobs that just don't fit us well um, or really allow us to portray the divine greatness that we are called to just portray in the world. And so I remember a time in my life when I was actually going to college and I was having a conversation with someone on the phone who I was dating at the time. And they told me that I would never be anything because I was leaving them, um, you know, and leaving, you know, my high school friends and all of those people. And it really shaped my self-esteem and that relationship really cultivated a low self-worth for myself. And from that day on, I decided that I was not going to allow anybody to have power over my mind or my body anymore. Um, and so, you know, four in five women have low self-esteem and almost half of all women and men in the U.S. have experienced psychological aggression by an intimate partner in their lifetime. And I was one of those women. And so I committed to actually helping women heal from their emotional traumas and domestic abuse and that psychological abuse and to really dig into how we can heal, right? Because if we love ourselves better, we have we will not allow ourselves um, to go into these relationships or we'll see those signs and we'll be able to have the courage to have higher standards in so many things that we do, particularly our love lives. And so I'm so passionate about that because it's something that I've experienced and I just committed my life to helping disciple women, if you will, and allowing them to have a safe place to really grow. And so that really shaped why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I would really say in the last year or so in coronavirus, I'm like, you know what? 
I have so much to contribute to the world. This is the time to cultivate those systems now so I can leave a legacy and really be passionate about what um, I'm doing and my purpose in life because it goes beyond the nine to five. I can't wait till I can say, I'm a full-time coach. I'm working, I'm working on that. But, you know, that's really my story. Yes, I absolutely love it. And, you know, it. oftentimes I feel like our area of impact comes from, you know, our own experiences and a place that we've been in before that we want to um, help other people navigate and avoid or, you know, lessen the suffering within. And so, you know, for someone who's listening that um, they're in that statistic of, you know, low self-esteem or having been psychologically, um, you know, essentially to some extent, like uh, brutalized or abused in some way, um, what would you say to them if they're teetering on like diving into their work or um, figuring out how to heal, where would you say they, they should begin? That's a great question. I think one of the first things they have to do is understand that whatever's inside is going to come out. So if someone has instilled that you're never going to be anything and you've internalized that, now the things that you do in life are going to be from that perspective. You're not going to think you deserve better. And I think that it also comes down to you facing your pain. A lot of times we go through life and we have certain triggers and we don't realize we have that trigger. We don't even know where the the, um, repressed emotions have come from. Like, why have I even repressed something? Um, When it comes up, we can see that it's like affecting so many areas of our lives. And so I think it's so important that we first start with facing that pain, right? Getting down to it and, uh, you know, really taking inventory of the things that make me angry, the things that make me sad. Why am I depressed in this season? Or why do I not love myself? Why am I consistently in relationships that, you know, use me or or I have friendships even with women where they only take from me. Um, and, and so really doing that introspective work. Um, and for me, a lot of it has come from my spirituality and having a deeper relationship with God and him revealing to me the th- areas in my life that I'm healing a wholeness. And I, I would say I gave you a few, but those are some some key elements or starting places for women that are looking to heal from the pain of their past and emotional traumas. Wow. Yeah. And there's a book called, um, I think I smell garlic, a recipe for life that I had started reading at one point. And then I put it down because it was asking some hard questions that I didn't know how to answer at the time. And, you know, the work of healing is easier said than done. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's necessary and it's satisfying, like it's fulfilling, you know, when you're doing it. And as you start to see yourself creating these results, um, but I think it's difficult to examine your own your own hurts and hangups. Maybe some of the things that you brought into the situation, like your contributions in it. Um, because if you don't, then you're powerless. You're a victim in the situation. But when you yes. do take inventory and analyze, you know, where does this come from within me, if at all? then you're, you shift into a place of empowerment and influence in your own life to some extent. You know what I mean? And so yes. I think it's tough because um, because it's kind of like the ugly parts of ourselves or, you know, the things that we kind of um, let uh, f- not fall to the wayside, but let go unexamined 
that can be difficult to put in in the forefront of our our minds and start looking at more honestly you know what i mean yeah i mean it's it's so hard to really take that look in the mirror sometimes and see how we've contributed to even maybe our lack of self-esteem um, and what are the, those contributing factors to where we are in life. Um, but I feel like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of Black women who are still very much afraid of looking in that mirror and i.e. going to therapy and going to counseling and getting coaches. But I'm glad that this movement is is you know, maximizing and exploding in terms of mental health, because we do need to do our work to heal from the inside out and take a look, take deeper looks to see what's going on so that we can get to a place of wholeness. So it's hard, but it's so rewarding. I love it. So um, you do HR by day and then you've got the side hustle. Um, How is it that you are kind of keeping those plates spinning, would you say? Oh, child, that is a good <laughs> question, too. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> so it's interesting because I actually have learned that when I do not have a routine, I do not have my life together. And so I'm grateful that I cultivated a life routine and a certain flow um, prior to me even becoming a business owner. And about almost two years ago, I became a vegetarian and like semi-vegan. And that kind of started a lifestyle um, journey for me of healthier living. And that included my schedule. Um, And I would not have been able to do this for me just personally with the same appetite, um, the same life routine. I was like always on the go, just eating whatever, um, not being as mindful. And so I think for me, I'm able to juggle more things definitely by making my schedule. I feel more feminine when I know what's happening the next day. And I started to actually plug in my schedule in my Google calendar. I, you know, I went from finally from my paper calendar to my my G Cal. Um, I'm definitely one of those people who love stationery and journals and things like that. So I still have a backup, but I really have maximized, you know, plugging in what's happening in my life from 5 a.m. down until it's time to rest after my night. So I work the nine to five and then by five, I'm plugging in, take a nap so that I can have energy to build my business. Because the reality is I need that pick me up at five o'clock. <laughs> and so, you know, I rest a little bit. I spend time with my family and then I'm up here, you know, building this business and doing, being great, you know, so. Wonderful. I love that you mentioned, you know, the nap is plugged into the schedule and it is, you know, a ritual and a routine. And even if you don't necessarily fall asleep, but to give your ti- yourself the time to be still, to give yourself mm-hmm. the opportunity to um, give your brain a break. Because um, I don't know about you, but this screen time is through the roof. Um, yeah. and, and that is not the healthiest thing. You know what I mean? Like we were not meant to be staring at screens the majority of the day. And so just to give yourself the space to, um, check in with yourself, um, before you start building your business. Cause essentially if you're coaching and you're coaching women who are healing from some difficult things that you have to have a level of being poured into and honoring yourself in the process. So you don't lose yourself in helping other people. And so, um, I think that that's a significant lesson that we could all kind of take uh, you know, take a, a, 
a play out of your book <laughs> um, to start saying to ourselves, huh, am I really honoring myself and making what I'm, what I'm doing and what I want to do sustainable by mm-hmm. infusing and scheduling in what is going to help me um, take care of myself, you know? Absolutely. It's, it's so key. A lot of times I feel like when I speak to women and I coach women, they're like, my life is all over the place. And I'm like, well, what does your schedule look like? Mm. That's one of the places that I usually start out because if you're getting up in a rush, that's your mindset is off. You know, you're probably going to grab whatever you can to eat. Now you feel a type of way because you eating chips in the morning, <laughs> just all types of things that impact your day based on how you know, you've allocated your time. Um, so it's it's really important. I like to start my morning off pretty slow. By the nighttime, um, I have to wind down because, you know, as a creative, our brains are always going. And a lot of times, once I take my nightly shower, I got ideas and I'm in the shower playing and God's giving me downloads. And so, you know, but but I really have to have that time in the morning where I can just meditate, read my word, journal, and um, bring some calmness, you know, to set me up for the right um, things that I need to do that day. I'm glad I'm not alone. I'd be in the shower coming up with all kinds of ideas. Like I'm gonna get electrocuted trying to put notes in my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Please get your phone out the shower. (laughs) I'm like, um, there needs to be some kind of like solution to this, a shower journal or something like an audio recorder. Um, because yeah, when you get still, cause if you're creative or you want to be, or everyone has creativity within them, first off, um, it just looks different for each person, but creativity is stifled by disorganization and a lack of space because creativity happens in the space. So if we don't ever create space for ourselves to be still and hear what's coming to us, um, to get into that flow, then you know, this is when people get, you know, blocked, blocked as far as like writer's block or not knowing how to um, create or what content to post or share or whatever. And it's like, have you been giving yourself enough time and space? Like boredom breeds creativity. And so you might be not be bored in the shower, but you're not actively forcing all of your energy to to do something that takes up um space in your your mind to to just wander because your brain has to wander for you to come up with some good stuff you know original stuff or stuff that's really going to be packed packed with gems for for people to be able to to pick up you know that is so true you know i remember like i'm definitely one of those people that if my closet is disorganized i cannot get it together i probably won't even look super cute that day because i need the proper space to look at my stuff and so just a little gem for ladies that are trying to increase their femininity you gotta really like pull out pieces so that you can look at your closet so you know to see what do i have what i what can i mix and match with that so that kind of speaks to like having that organization just even that creativity with our style like you know having that feminine flow i gotta see it and i gotta have you know the freshness in my environment to you know elevate my lifestyle that's that's what i'm all about but shameless plug to my my signature program the elevated lifestyle oh okay well tell us about that Well, yeah, so it's a 12-week program, and it's basically 
going through different pillars where I'm helping women face their pain and heal from their trauma and increasing their femininity and their faith. And I, I, it's just everything that I am and what I want to instill into women. So I'm excited. It's going to be rolling out in March and it's going to be good. Yes, I absolutely love it. So that's in March. And um, you already kind of shared, you know, how someone can begin. Now, I like to also talk about what might make someone struggle in the process. What is it that you think for someone who maybe would struggle in your program or, um, I don't know, maybe they're, they're not ready yet or something like that? What do you think would contribute to someone either having a difficult time with their healing process or journey um, or not yet be ready to, to start this work? You know, I think if they're struggling, then they cannot not start. Mm. I think that when you're in a struggle, um, you really have to get the courage. You know, there's just something inside of you that's like, if I don't change the way I'm living, if I don't change the way I'm relating to myself, I am not going to live the purpose-filled life that God wants me to live. And so for a lot of women that come to me who are struggling emotionally, I'm like, well, what is the sense of urgency now? And they'll usually say, I can't go on like this anymore. I can't show up how I need to. I can't love, you know, my, my family the way I need to. I, I got to take care of my daughter. I don't feel like waking up in the morning, even getting dressed. And I'm like, so you cannot afford not to invest in healing those emotional issues and really facing your pain and getting down to the root. And then you can you know, do the things that are more feminine, but we got to start with the emotions. We got to take a look inside. And so, you know, for women who are struggling, I would say to pray for courage, pray for the courage to begin the journey to heal because, you know, you're, you're never going to get to this place of complete wholeness, but you got to start somewhere. Mm, you got to start somewhere. And yeah, the point is not to be perfect you know, to make progress and, um, you know, getting the right support, not just any support, but the right support can be just what you need uh, to help you in a tough season. So I love that you mentioned that. And, you know, I really ask because I'm sure people in their minds are saying, oh, I'm not ready yet, or it's not time yet. Um, I have to get this and that in place first or and it's like, no, no, you're not supposed to come with with everything taken care of. <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to get the support so that you can, um, you know, progress with with the support that you require and that you're deserving of. And I think that there's culturally and society kind of like this message of of being self-made or or being able to handle things on your own or being the strong person or, you know, being tough and able to handle things. And it's like. Um, at some point that becomes toxic and, mm -hmm. and just unsustainable for a person, um, to continue to bend over backwards and stretch themselves, whether it's for other people or, you know, even with yourself, you know what I mean? And so breaking that down to be able to say, nah, girl, you deserve support. You need support and it's okay. There's nothing wrong okay. with that, you know? Yeah. We got to learn how to put ourselves first. You know, there is never a wrong time to reignite your self-love. You know, there's always a perfect time for you to be able to learn how to embrace yourself more. You know, self-compassion is something that's um, almost non-existent a lot of times it, it, with, with women sometimes because we're so hard on ourselves and we're so achievement driven. Um, and sometimes you just being you is an achievement, you know? Yeah. You just waking up and just being amazing is an achievement. <laughs> because you were made the way that you are 
on purpose for a reason um, without it being connected to productivity or performance, you know? And so I love that you mentioned that. And I would love for you to share, um, because I know that you had told me about this emotional inventory. I would love to hear more about that. Yes. So the emotional inventory is something I created. It's just a list of questions that will help women uncover the areas of pain in their life or maybe issues that they don't want to even focus on. So it's asking you, what are some issues that you're struggling with right now? You know, and it's really diving deeper into your personality. And um, are you struggling with honoring yourself? Are you um, having sex with multiple people and you feel shame after it? So I'm really diving a little bit deeper to see what is causing the emotional chaos. I'm not sure what it will be for every woman, but I know the things that allow me to experience emotional chaos. And so I'm asking specific questions so we can get down to the root of why women um, who may download it are facing the the pain that they are emotionally um, and the low self-worth and perception. Mm-mm-mm. So where can people find you to stay, you know, in the know about what you've got going on to learn about this program that you're, you're getting ready to launch? Um, where are you most active? Absolutely. I'm most active on Instagram, so you can find me there. Um, and I will also be launching a website and you can find it at the divine Thank you so much for, you know, just sharing your gems, taking the time to pour into, uh, the ladies listening and anyone listening, even if it's, you know, young men, um, this is information that we can all essentially use and be reminded of to reprioritize ourselves and our healing so that we can design the life that, um, we're meant to be living, you know? And so I just appreciate you and have gratitude for the work that you do. Thank you, sister. Thank you for having me. And I hope that you are blessed beyond measure in your life and all of your endeavors. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.